With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. The Senate Education Committee is killing a proposal to lower the compulsory age for school attendance. At a key junction in life, late high school, the bill would have had wide-reaching implications. SDPB's C.J. Keene has more. The bill would return South Dakota's compulsory school age to 16. It was changed to 18 in 2009. Presenting was Senate President Pro Tempore Lee Schoenbeck, who frames it as a safety issue. He argues the current system creates a school-to-corrections carousel for young offenders. This affects the safety of our students, but I think it's bigger than that. I think it's about being concerned about teachers and students uh, having a learning education environment. I don't think it's fair to expect a teacher to have to manage the juvenile system, criminal system and try and teach the 99% of the kids that are there. Speaking in opposition to the bill was Rob Munson with the Associated School Administrators of South Dakota. He says this proposal would leave the state's youth behind. But the bottom line is we can't give up on kids. We must at least try to have an educated workforce here in South Dakota. And the students we're talking about ages 16 to 18, these are some of our prime kids that we're going to be looking for workforce. And if we can't get some tools and some structure into their life from 16 to 18, then it's going to be a problem in the future. And we're going to have to start talking about not funding in schools, but the Department of Corrections. Senator Tom Pischke acknowledged the complicated nature of the situation. Yes, I understand the issues that we're having in the schools and, and wanting to let these, you know, get these kids out of there so that the rest of the 98% of the, the students can, can have a productive environment. But on the other hand, there is something to be said about not giving up on the kids. Um, you know, the comment was made that what are these kids to do? They can't take the GED. Uh, I don't believe they, they can't join the military. And so, uh, what, what, what are they going to do if we, if we send them out of the schools, if they let them, let them drop out? The bill was ultimately moved to the 41st Legislative Day, killing it for this session. I'm SDPB's C.J. Keene. The Senate has advanced a bill prohibiting legislators' spouses from lobbying. SB 197 had its second reading Tuesday. The bill came about after Senator Julie Freimuller was censured over an interaction with a legislative staffer. Fry Mueller's husband took part in that interaction. He is also a lobbyist. Fry Mueller spoke out against the bill, citing its discrimination against the spouses of lobbyists. This bill focuses on the private lobbyist only as it relates to legislators and their spouses, yet it exempts all state employee spouses in either the executive branch or judicial branch. The bill was passed on a 22 to 13 vote. It now heads to the House. The subject of same-sex marriage remains in the public conscience, even following the landmark Supreme Court case Obergefell v. Hodges. The subject returned to the spotlight in South Dakota with the hearing of HB 1092, which would revise the definition of marriage. SDPB's C.J. Keene has more. The bill changes the language of marriage in South Dakota from an agreement between a man and a woman to an agreement between two persons. Representative Linda Duba presented the bill to the House State Affairs Committee. She says it ties up loose ends from the time before legal same-sex marriage. So in the state of South Dakota, we are supporting these, but we are not requiring our religious organizations to carry out ceremonies. So this is simply a cleanup bill to update our statutes to support the law of the land of the United States of America. Casey Merchell, a lobbyist representing the South Dakota Advocacy Network for Women, spoke in support of the bill. What this bill is about is civil contract. This will not impact all the wonderful ways that people can celebrate their marriage. 
All this does is one thing. It addresses that license, that civil contract, and it makes it accurate in South Dakota's codes. Lobbyists spoke in opposition to the bill as well, including Florence Thompson, representing Citizens for Liberty. Thompson refuses to accept the Supreme Court decision. You don't call a spade something else. It's, it's a spade, you know. If you're going to call marriage marriage, it's between a man and a woman. That has always been our civilization, our culture, and it's not just our culture, but around the world. The committee killed the bill in a 7-5 to five vote. I'm SDPB's C.J. Keene. SDPB's legislative coverage is supported by the Friends of SDPB with corporate support from the South Dakota Bar Foundation and SDN Communications. A Senate committee has killed a bill that would have created a new scholarship program for foster children. The bill would have allocated $15 million from the state's general fund to help pay for educational expenses and school tuition. Discussion of the bill focused on how it might take money for public schools and give it to private schools. Laura Ringling is a senior policy advisor in the governor's office. She says the program would have allowed for flexibility. This program is about ensuring youth in foster care receive access to a full range of educational opportunities and supports. This is not a diversion of dollars from our public schools. Opponents of the bill say including unregulated private schools would have been dangerous. Diana Miller is a lobbyist for the large school group in South Dakota. How can this be a quality program for education purposes with no oversight or accountability? The bill's opponents also say that private schools don't have to accept students with special needs, while public schools do. The Senate Education Committee voted 4-2 against the bill, with one senator being excused from voting. The Senate Education Committee passed a bill allowing college students under 21 to taste alcohol in certain classes. Senate Bill 108 allows students 18 and older to taste alcohol if they're enrolled in classes teaching fermentation, brewing techniques, or other related topics. Currently, you need to be 21. Reynold Nesaba is the District 15 senator and prime sponsor of the bill. He says the bill will result in more people taking jobs in fermentation. I've got people from Poet, I've got people from Remedy, other people reaching out to me saying, we need people that understand fermentation. This isn't just about brewing, it's also about understanding making ethanol, it's about making energy. Nesaba also says the bill will not undo previous legislation, allowing students to only taste alcohol, not consume it. Katie Herska is general counsel for Governor Kristi Noem. She opposed the bill and says it would undo laws making sure alcohol tasting was done responsibly. I think there's a lot of other ways to go about this and expanding on an educational exception at this point without those protections in place, I think, puts us down the wrong road. The bill now moves to the Senate floor. Amazon's Sioux Falls facility is fully operational, but they're still looking to hire hundreds of new associates to fill open positions. The new five-story facility includes the use of roughly 6,000 robots that assist in daily operations. Amazon uses artificial intelligence to streamline the fulfillment process. The system Amazon uses to fulfill orders at the facility allows for a single order to be filled in a centralized location, no matter which floor of the facility the item is on. Scott Zaroka is a public relations manager with Amazon's regional operations and fulfillment team. 
He says the Sioux Falls facility currently has around 350 to 400 employees. They're hoping to grow that to 1,000. South Dakota has seen a unique winter this year with above normal precipitation sprinkling throughout the state. Andrew Kalin of the National Weather Service in Sioux Falls says that the precipitation has been unusual but will help the drought the state has seen in recent years. Any precipitation is going to help. Uh, a lot of it is going to depend on how, how much can get into the soil uh, this spring. So uh, how much runs off the ground is still frozen when it melts versus how much soaks into the soil. Uh, and that you know, will be determined over the next couple months. Kalen says that the central and southeast parts of the state have seen the state's most abnormal weather. This weekend, we'll see temperatures warm up. But according to Kalen, things are looking cold for the next month, making way for a slow thaw. With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. And that is your daily news update. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SDPB News and visit sdpb.org news to stay up to date on our journalism as it comes in. And as always, thank you for listening.